Hey, Mary. Hey, Allie. How's it going? It's good. Good. Um, I'm excited to talk about this book Me with you. Too. Finally finished one. it. Oh my goodness. It felt like it took a long time really? on my perspective from my perspective. Yeah. I um, But it was fun. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. What a good choice. Oh, thank you. Yes. So I, I was actually reflecting just now of why I chose it. I think I saw it on a list of like good public domain books and so oh, cool. I was doing an order from thrift books and I was like, Yeah, I'll throw that and in. That there. In there. And it's real choice. the the volume I have is really slim, so I thought, oh, it'll be really short. But it turns out, you got to pay attention to the margins and the spacing <laughs> the size of the, and yeah. the thickness of the pages. Cause... Did it have like those little vellum like Bible pages? No, <laughs> no. But it's just that really thin paperback. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, it oh, was yeah. enjoyable. Definitely yeah. funny. Yeah. Was... So I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. um, a few questions. Sure. Hold on, I got to pull them up. Um. Okay, so. Well, let me just tell you a little bit about the background. Great. So Jerome K. Jerome was a uh, not a very successful person no. until this book. He he came from like a poor family. I'm trying to remember. It was this morning that I read all this. He he got into acting because his sister, her name was Blandine. Blandine was into acting, and he sort of tried to be a playwright. None of his plays. Um, you know, took off. He, yeah, he was a school teacher for a while. Not that being a school teacher is not successful, but it was kind of a, you know, a short term thing. He tried to be a journalist. That didn't work out very well. Um, then he, he got married Mm -hmm. and short, and he took a honeymoon on the Thames River on a boat. And so then he, I guess, got this idea for this. He wanted to write a travelogue about like, okay, not just a travelogue, a travel guide of like, Mm -hmm. here's what you can do on the river. Because he had been boating a lot with his friends and then he had recently been with his new wife. And he was like, I want to write so people can know, you know, all the good sites to see. And I guess which graves aren't worth seeing, (laughs) which are most (laughs) of them in his opinion and that kind of thing. So um, he replaced his wife with his two with two good friends one whose name is actually george and then the other one who he calls harris has a different name okay. in real life and he had Sounds done fun. i guess he had done a bunch of boating trips with them but it this sounds like it in the book <laughs> yeah this trip was not you know it, it was most directly inspired by his honeymoon and yeah it's okay. fictitious mm-hmm. and i'm sure it was inspired by some events but yeah. it's it doesn't purport to be a realistic tale you know um but according to something i read and i did not like fact check this Mm -hmm. but according to this one resource all the pubs he mentions are still open to to this day so you can actually do this and like go stop at the places that he stopped and like eat where they ate and stuff like that which is pretty cool so yeah yeah I'm not honestly very familiar with the Thames River, but I'm more familiar now. Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So I was gonna say all that, all that to say, kind of all that sort of context, knowing that it's kind of supposed to be a travel guide. What do you think about how he includes like stories and anecdotes into the narrative? Like, oh, it was what ho- it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it well. You know, and sometimes, especially if you're just listening as you're kind of, you're not, you know, sitting down and only reading mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. Um, it it was occasionally hard to tell what 
what is happening in this story mm-hmm. now and what is and just, what is just like a... recalling mm-hmm. something funny that he, you know, wants to, to share. But I think in one of the last episodes, maybe the one that, that came out um, yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, he says, like, in this, like he says, it, I'm now I'm talking about the actual boating trip that we're on, which I thought was, I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. thank he you. Was like, That's helpful the, but, for but me. But this exact, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, he, I remember he right. said that. But yeah. um, I, it did, to me, it sounded like, he had much, much, much experience on the water on boating trips. Like I was, just was surprised that would be surprised if he had done anything else with his like, like the character, know, you right? know. <laughs> right, I know he seemed to be really into it. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. let me just say about the real guy, Jerome K. Jerome. Mm-hmm. He actually, this book was super successful. He like right away, and he he was basically financially independent so that he could just live off the proceeds of this book. It was like a bestseller. It inspired uh, so many like copycats that the number of registered boats on the Thames went up by 50% the next year. Yeah. So it had a big effect on, you know, people's lives and the book has never been out of print since it's been published. And like, I read that little, you know, introduction at the beginning and he said, I don't really know. Like, I don't think this is the best book I've written. I don't think this is the funniest book I've written, but for some reason people keep. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Do you have any theories or any ways that it's, I think it's, I think it's really relatable. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just funny. Like he, Uh he has a, it's, it's funny, but also I think if anyone has ever done any outdoorsy thing, you're just like, even though you're on a different river in a different type of craft right. in a different place with different people, I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about, yes. you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, what about you? I no, I, I agree about that. And I think everything, well, a lot of us Americans like just feel very charmed by things from England. And this is such, mm-hmm. a, such a, such a British such thing. A, it is. And yeah. it's so charming. I know, and I liked the history in it too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like with the and the how he would like wax poetic oh and eloquent goodness. about the like These the whole like s- uh, signing of the Magna Carta. Yeah, I was like into it. I was like, <laughs> like what? this is beautiful. <laughs> you could tell he was. I think even Anne made a comment when we were all listening together about it's like this is him just being the author that he wants to be, like fun, mm-hmm. hilarious, and then like. Describing then he'll do the scenery like, very beautifully or yeah or it's right going into the history of england mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i mean it reminds me of what i read at the very beginning which it says it was during those summer months i wrote this book it seemed the only thing to do mm. and he like it just seems like it just kind of he wrote what was in his heart you yeah. know like yeah. he just poured it forth mm-hmm. for what it was <laughs> um do you i mean i don't expect you to remember any super specifics but did any quotes stick out with you stick out at you um notes and these were mostly at at the beginning when I was listening so let me find because there were some things that well I that this moment um was hilarious when I thought when um (laughs) because it reminds me of a family member of ours who okay um well so at the beginning when George is supposed to wake them up yes what time do you all want to be woken up in the morning like, maybe seven or six yeah <laughs> and then um the narrator is his name jay well or i think it's just a yeah. jay it's is just it a jay okay we can call him jay i think it's supposed to be jerome but he just okay, no, refers to himself just, as okay. the initial J. I yeah. i wasn't sure if it was just an initial or if it was like actually jay like yeah but um 
he says in the morning, you know, they get up at like nine something, and yeah. super late, and they they look at George and then they read it. <laughs> there he lay, the man who wondered what time he should wake us, <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> Are you thinking of a certain perhaps Maybe, roommate of yours? <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he also talked about a toothbrush, like his whole, you know, struggle with the toothbrush. And he's he said, a toothbrush is a thing that haunts me when I am traveling. And that's very true <laughs> for me, personally. I always forget my toothbrush or I don't know where it is. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and later on in the book, I think it was, okay, it was when they, when they, he was recounting when they couldn't find a inn to stay in. And they uh-huh. ended up meeting the angel, like the little yes, boy who was yes, like an angel yes. in disguise. Right. And he took him to his mother's house and they slept in a little bed. And I think it was George who slept on the little like kid bed. Okay. And his legs were, it's like two feet of leg was sticking out. <laughs> it was either Harris or George. Two feet of leg was sticking out in the morning. Harris and I used it to hang our towels on. <laughs> which is just such a funny picture. It is. Yeah. They, they, I just think like. Yeah, I, I'm trying to just, like, think of words to define the humor. It's like uh-huh. a lot of it, it, it feels like he hasn't, the author has an inside joke with the audience a lot. Yes. It, it, with yes. the readers. Because it's like, like, for example, with the um, the steam launches. And so he's like, mm-hmm. at first he's like, I think it was in chapter 15 or 14. He's like, there's all these annoying steam launches and we just you know got in the way of them and because they were you know yeah yeah why the the steam launch is whistling and whistling and then why george bless us if here isn't a steam launch and george would answer well do you know i thought i heard something and they (laughs) mosey on out of the way just kind of showing the steam launches that you don't actually own the river and then the very next chapter it's like they are towed by a steamboat and like without comment but like we know he knows the narrator (laughs) is like you know, these small, it would be so lovely to be in a steam launch, except these stupid small boats. Like, I would like to teach them a lesson. <laughs> and that way it's funny. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an interesting That's style funny. where you feel mm-hmm. like he's like letting you in on the joke, but not, you know, right. playing his hand or whatever. Right, right. I really liked the part just flipping through when he would like, um, he imagined a conversation between the dog and the cat. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I thought oh, his characterization of Montmorency was so funny. It was. Yeah. He's, the cat, like, says, one. <laughs> the cat looked at Montmorency with a gentle, inquiring expression that said, What? Yes? You want me? Can I do anything for you? And Montmorency's like, No, no thanks. This <laughs> 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 is so funny. It is. It is all, it's all so funny. <laughs> the, the, the part, like, a reason part that cracked me up was when was it Harris that fell down in the little, they were like, they were stopped like on the little backwater mm-hmm. and he fell down the little ditch, like holding a pie. And like, they looked and he just wasn't there because he had fallen <laughs> yes. off the end. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I, I think it's so funny. Like the, prim- like the reason they go on the <laughs> boat tour is because they're, they're like just so- overworked and they're yeah. ill, you know, like bodily, yeah. like ill. And then, <laughs> like, the comments on work throughout were really funny. Like, at the – Yeah. At one point on the boat, like, they were talking about who does the most work and who's actually yes. just, like – Yes. Know, and they all think, I've pulled my – I pulled you right. all up this whole river. And everyone else is like, no. Like, no, we, you were – You haven't done anything. And it's a little triangle between them of – Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
And it's so funny, like, even you see that dynamic early on because he says, so Jay is talking about how he's so ill, you know, at the very beginning. And he has everything but handmaid's knee. And And then then this is another kind of, like, inside joke moment where the author is like, the, the narrator says, George thinks he's right. george george thinks things he's are wrong with him Ill. but nothing really is yeah george thinks he's always ill george fancies he is ill but there's never anything really the matter with him you know it's like come on like yeah come like, on it's you <laughs> the pot calling the kettle black that's right <laughs> yeah yeah so what do you think about the like more dark the darker aspects of the vignettes that the author portrays like the dead body of the okay. woman who, like, apparently threw herself in the river. Right. I think that what do you I think kind about that? of, you know, those, they're, like, short parts of a book that if you miss maybe a sentence or something or a detail that if mm-hmm. you miss it, you're, like, yeah. what is going on? not clued into the rest of, like, maybe mm-hmm. a page or chapter even. That happened with the dead body. I was listening okay. to that today and <laughs> I Yeah, it was kind was of out like, of the blue. Yeah, yeah. And I don't really know that I caught what led up to that but so was there actually there was a like a dead woman in the river that they came across is that yeah so wow. um I'm trying to see so it's just a short little chapter and it says i had not been pulling for more than a minute or so when george noticed something black floating on the water and we drew up to it and then he drew back with a cry and a blanched face it was the dead body of a woman and then says we found out the woman's story afterwards and then it goes on and tells that she was basically got pregnant out of wedlock as implied and her family rejected her and her child is kind of like it's actually a ton like a fontine story okay Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the child is kept somewhere else she's like barely surviving and she's sending keeping the child and she just the implication is that she basically commits suicide Um, she goes and tells her child goodbye and then throws herself into the river well i guess i like that he added that in there i mean it's really tragic but it if i don't know if this was his intention with that or i have no idea but Mm -hmm. it shows that life isn't just all um you know boating holidays on the tents yeah and i yeah it's interesting that was his goal it's interesting because you like you know, a lot of, apparently a lot of people live along this river, you know, uh-huh. and so you just get, like, variety of slices of life. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know, it was a little, it felt a little out of place to me, but. Yeah. Um, but Maybe yeah, because I mean, it wasn't, like, woven through the whole mm-hmm. book or something. Yeah. I mean, not a lot it was woven through the whole book. It was very. Right, just um, kind of vignette, yeah. Yeah, very, like, episodic, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always just him hearkening back to a different boat trip that he had. Yep, or, or a friend of mine. Or, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. reminds me of the outdoors tall tale genre. Like, uh-huh. you know, like Patrick McManus. Right. I think the Patrick McManus like, was, was a great way to describe it when you described it last time we talked. When we were introducing yeah. it. Yeah, yes, because, yeah. like, it's just... You know, Patrick McManus' stories are mm-hmm. based in reality, some of them, right? but they're not, you know, factual, right. largely. And it's all, you know, he has kind of his recurring characters, and mm-hmm. but they're very relatable in the sense of, you know. Because the, everyone knows the people, people like people in mm-hmm. Patrick McManus' stories, or people in Three Men in a Boat, you know. That's right, yeah. 
I yeah. thought the 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 um, encounter with the fish in the you know uh, I don't know remind me remind was. me it was just in this at the very end there I think it ended, oh yes yeah maybe, there was like was a plaster of Paris yeah, yeah that was yeah, yeah. funny that was and so that Patrick was Mimous. yeah yeah that's yeah that was one of the that was hilarious. ones that reminded me most of that <laughs> so I I felt like I the whole time was kind of like paying attention to how they were actually doing this like the mechanics of it right so they i guess sculling is rowing with oars right and they had a two person skull Skull. or sculling skiff i think it's called Mm -hmm. so two of them could skull and then one of them would steer and then and i think those skull those scullers i think you would sit with their back to the bow yeah that makes sense and then um but sometimes they would get out and tow tow right and yeah, Anne and I have, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, Anne and I, when we were in Oxford, mm-hmm. um, we went on a little boat trip. It wasn't like, oh, cool. it was on like a motorized boat. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. you know. It was on a steam launch. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, we were one of those. Um, no, it was just on, not the, it was on the River Churwell, Churwell I think it's okay. called. Anyway. Um, we saw the tow paths, you know, like it was mm-hmm. kind of like stepped down from the bank a little bit okay. and just a little, a little path you could walk path. on. And I assume that those, yeah, yeah, I think they're like just used as regular walking paths or bike mm-hmm. paths like now, but I, I assumed that they were similar like that. Yeah. Paths. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And they may still be used. And there's a lot of yeah. locks, yeah. you know, and that seems to be pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just read um, the Bell book, The Nine Tailors. And the locks, like, yes. are a bit, play a big role in that, too. So I was like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Locks, you know, uh, locks yeah, yeah, that control the water yeah. and stuff. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I mean, they went all the way up to Oxford. So you were boating in the same-ish yeah. region that they were boating there in. There we go. I know. I thought that was funny. And, and apparently there were a lot of dogs in Oxford. Yeah, yeah according to, to Jerome, Jerome. K. Jerome. <laughs> what kind of parent names their kid the I same don't. first name as their I last name? I was wondering. Name? Why? It's just a lack of creativity. Yeah, I guess so. And you, he had to throw that initial in there, or else I know. Jerome, just Jerome, be plain old I know. Jerome, Jerome. That's terrible. His middle, his middle name is like Klapka or something. That's yeah, weird. yeah, I read that. Or yeah, that, yeah. So, um, I was gonna say, I just like I mentioned the history earlier, but I just thought it was cool to realize how important the Thames has been in all of British history. And uh-huh, it was uh-huh. interesting because most of my river experience has been on very, like, rural rivers, if you will. So, right. like, the Green mm-hmm. River growing up or the river trip that we went on in Missouri this summer with the boys, like, um, right. you know, there's hardly any – there may be some houses around, but there's not really towns because, like, mm, we're yeah. out in the country. Yeah. So yeah. – and then, like, the rivers that are near cities in America are mm-hmm. large and, like, super industrialized. Yeah. So I actually – Right, right. Didn't like the picture I have in my mind is that, you know, it's not, it's relatively untouched in terms of like, um, like yeah, the banks aren't, you know, but I I was, Mm -hmm. I imagined some forest and then some like just like grassy banks. I don't know. I don't know if that's what it's like. I meant to kind of look up some pictures, but I didn't. That's how I pictured it too. I don't know what it is like either. And it's, it sounds like, you know, he said a lot of times the town, just the edge of the town will touch the river. Uh And so you don't even know you're going by a whole town. 
But I don't know. I just thought it was really it was an interesting way to kind of view British history, like from the perspective of the river and like yeah. all these abbeys and, mm-hmm. you know, historic mm-hmm. sites like where the kings and queens have been and the parliament escaped to and the plague and stuff like that. It's right. just right there along that river. Cool. I just, yeah, I thought that That's was really cool. Neat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess now that I think about it, I never imagined it as a very large wide river. river. You know, it has to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has to be somewhat wide, but I, I didn't imagine mm-hmm. it like the Ohio River or something, you know? Right. Um, right. Yeah. No. I was going to ask you, there's a passage in there about sailing. And I was, since you have yeah. some sailing experience, I would, mm. you know, they said it's like the nearest people can come to flying, which I thought, okay, well, we've actually, oh, yeah. we've actually flown now and eight. True, true. Or later right. than 1889. But mm-hmm. did it make you, did it make you? remember your like Michigan sailing days or anything? I, yeah I mean I do feel like um I can't really speak to this but I mean I think that sailing feels like flying mm. just you know it's um if you're in a different way than like airplane flying mm-hmm. but it's um it's a it's a great experience yeah. really <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't um I the part that I'm remembering them talking about sailing. I should go back and listen to it. I'm trying to find it. Let's see. I'd like to to listen to it closely. But I remember he talks about a he's on a oh this is not really okay. that much about sailing actually. But he's it's towards the end and he's talking about being people being mean on a boat and like really nice on land mm-hmm. and he went out with someone on a, a girl on a boat. Yes, and they were sailing and she was like just you know yeah yeah trying to put the sail mm-hmm, up and mm-hmm. yeah anyway that's the that's what i remember but i'm sure there's more in there let's see um uh, sailing is a thing that wants knowledge and practice too though as a boy i did not think so i had an idea it came natural to a body like rounders and touch so the anyway let's see they had a lot of trouble putting the sail up, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was mostly it was yeah. mostly a bad experience for them, honestly. <laughs> I I I mean, it's definitely more um, involved and technical than rowing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would, you know, I'm sure that's te- highly technical. The boat like traveled upstream for about a mile at a pace I have never sailed at since, and don't want to again. <laughs> <laughs> I've been. Of course, my sailing experiences have been small, 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 Mm -hmm. and just very tame. But there have been times when we've been on Freeman Lake, and the wind was too, too much for me. (laughs) Too much for you, yeah. (laughs) And then also times when we've been on the lake, and it's been really not enough at all. (laughs) Just basically no wind at all. You're just kind of at the mercy. Do you have yeah, a Do you right. have a paddle in your little sailboat? We never took a paddle. No, that which was been... never a good idea, really. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I mean, there you go. The problem problem solved. Right. You just put the paddle in the water, and if the wind dies, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, I guess. I mean, yeah. If you had, even if you had it like a almost a kayaking paddle, mm-hmm. then you have someone steering in the back, and you're good to go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been? You've been I've been sailing. on that little sailboat once or yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know Pretty how to, fun. I don't know how to do it. Like, I don't understand sailing. It's not hard. It's not hard at all. But if you get in, like, I'm sailing on, like, big mm-hmm. water would be, or a big boat would be 
intimidating. So challenging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. what do you like back to the book? What do you think about yeah. the narrator's decision or the author's decision really to spend so little time on the return trip? Thoughts on that? Um, to me, it was all one, one thing really. Like, I don't, what were your thoughts on it? Basically, the, the return trip was just like a few pages. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was kind of like, all right, I'm ready to be done. And I kind of think that's maybe how everybody felt, you know? <laughs> right. Like, um, it's kind of like, you know, you've gone up the river, it's just time, you're just, and they even say that's the interesting part, uh-huh. you know, fighting against the right, current. Right. And he's already told us about all the sites you can see on the way True. up. So, and they're going so the same place. They're yeah. going back the same yeah. way. So, yeah. I'm glad that he didn't go through it in such methodical detail and i also just so so understand the feeling of it's raining we're gonna try to stick it out but then it's just like no and they just like get on a train yep. and go to london and eat dinner at a restaurant <laughs> that and they're dirty and they're yeah but they yeah are, and they go to sleep care. like jeremy and i when we went on our big out west trip in 2012 we took all our camping stuff and we said we're gonna camp most nights mm-hmm. we have a pretty small budget and we 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 camped for more than three nights, but we only camped three times, okay. like three locations. Yeah. Each place was more than one place was one night. The other places were like several nights. Okay. But what we ended up doing usually was like getting a cheap hotel and ordering a pizza, and it was just like the best. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like when you're outside, you just want to like you just want to shower. Mm-hmm. You just want to like. There's this one week we we stayed in a little hotel, a little town in Arizona. We stayed there for like five days. We would get up and do, like, big, adventurous, like, right. pretty, um, like, sorry, I've lost my words, like, stretching hikes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty exhausting, like, like 10, mm-hmm. 10 miles, and we didn't exactly know where we were going, like, kind of exploring, and we would right. have to, we, our little SUV had, like, four-wheel drive, and we'd have to drive, like, way up a mountain situation, and, and we know it was adventurous. By that time, the venture's over. Yeah, you've had your adventure. You don't need a camping yeah, then we would, the rain would come in over the mountain in the afternoons. We could see it coming. We would drive back to the hotel. We would take showers. We would eat some pizza. Mm-hmm. And we would go to sleep in a bed. That was That's so awesome. Nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was honestly my favorite, like, one of my favorite things we've ever done. It was just so <laughs> nice. So ever since then, I'm like, mm, camping's kind of overrated. Right. You get the best of both worlds that way. Mm-hmm. You can be outside all day and then not outside at night. <laughs> right. Like, last year... We went camping at fall break and it was, there's a chance of rain and we camped one night. We stayed all the next day and we were going to camp the next night. And I was like, we could go home. There's a chance of rain. And I got outvoted. And then, so we got ready for bed because the rain was going to start at like seven. So we just got ready for bed, got in the tent. As soon as the rain started, it poured and the either something was wrong with our tent. I don't know if we didn't have the rain fly on correctly or just the way the angle of the rain was coming, but immediately around the bottom, it started getting soaked. And we didn't have, like, any extra space. So every, like, Charlie's sleeping bag was super soaked right oh away. Oh, my goodness. And so Jeremy was up at the bathhouse and then he came back. And I was like, I, we, I think we have to go home. Like, yeah. we're soaking. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have fun. So we, you know, scrambled and loaded everything in the van. And it was dark. And we were almost out of gas. So we had to, like, <laughs> pray that we would make it five miles right. to a gas station. Anyway, we got home at, like, eight. We got the kids in bed. I was like, I am so glad to be home. <laughs> no kidding. I am not 
sad that we got rained yeah, out. It was right. like awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think I think I think the, the end of the book the kind of triggered those there. memories for mm-hmm. me. I was like, yes, we, mm-hmm. we we pushed through, but we've had enough. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that begs the question: Would you enjoy this type of if you went with two of your close friends or whoever? Like, <laughs> would you? do this the kind of trip that they did i mean you can probably replicate it exactly now but you know you, you there are people who do that as vacations actually or they try to replicate it that's a thing okay. it's like a yeah. hobby that well say have. that you're not trying to like replicate this exactly exactly just, yeah yeah um i do like canoeing uh-huh that's my only really boating experience i do like little villages there you go and walking around them and stuff. So mm-hmm. I could see enjoying it, although I think I would want to stay in the little inns yeah, yeah. more than in the boat. Right. I don't think the food that they have sounds good at all. Uh-uh. Like the cold meat pies and everything. Like right. gross. I was, and they I didn't cons- even seem to like. Yeah. I was a little concerned about food poisoning with like no refrigeration. So I would uh-huh. be. Our 21st century stomachs could not handle <laughs> what did there was a line in there i wrote it or i i took a screenshot of it it says what the eye does not see the stomach does not yes. get upset over <laughs> yes i thought that was funny. how wise That's how right. wise right. <laughs> um but yeah i i don't think i would be up for a whole two weeks of roughing yeah. it like they yeah. did yeah what about Just, you um i think well two weeks seems like a long time but would I want to be out in England on a river, seeing the little villages mm-hmm. being on the water? Um, yes, yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, it doesn't seem like they actually did much sightseeing. He just talked about the things you can see. Yeah. But the, this specific trip, I don't really right. know. It's almost like you don't really know exactly what they did on this trip besides, you know. You, you, know, you can see things. this, you can see this, but mostly like what we heard about was just like their daily life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which but is maybe telling. Fun. Yeah. 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 It's relaxing and s- stuff, I suppose. But. Yeah. Do you feel like know. they were relaxed when they got back to their, um, when, when George had to go <laughs> back and sleep at a bank from whatever. <laughs> that was so funny. 10 to 4. And they day. wake him up at 6 on, yeah, yeah was like 10 to 4 and then on, on, on two, at 2 on Saturday. Right. Um, I think they made really good memories. Yeah. There we go. I don't. I don't think they needed a lot of rest in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think that they thought they needed rest, but what they really needed was some activity because they're yeah, young you men. Go. Right. So it it seems like all their health complaints mysteriously Just, vanished yeah, when they were out on the well. river. Hmm. Um, so I think it probably did them good, but I bet they're <laughs> going to be complaining about it. <laughs> I bet so. <laughs> they're all like when I was I was trying to describe, I think, to mom this book, I was like, they're all just idiots. Like they're just bumbling fools, <laughs> and, and and that's like a large part of the fun right. of the book. And it's them trying to do like what you know that their moms did for them their entire lives. You know, like just trying to yeah. wash clothes to pack and like yeah. wash, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. 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 or their you know hired servants at right, their mother's true. homes yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like, there you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I I was looking earlier at. I will. I will just leave us with this quote, and then okay. I'd love for you to tell okay. me what uh, what oh, yeah. you're reading next. Yeah, great. Um, 
let your boat of life be light, packed with only what you need. Mm-hmm. A homely home and simple pleasures, one or two friends worth the name, mm-hmm. someone to love and someone to love you, a cat, a dog, and a pipe or two, enough to eat and enough to wear, and a little more than enough to drink, for thirst is a dangerous thing. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. what a sweet ending. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it too. Mm-hmm. Um... So let your boat of life be full, Mary, and tell me, what are you going to be reading to me next? I am going to read a short, short book called The Day Boy and the Night Girl by George MacDonald. It's George MacDonald. Are you familiar with him as an author? Not a lot. Okay. He wrote, so The Day Boy and the Night Girl was published in 1880. So okay, very contemporary. We are sticking close. I, I mean, I, I know. I, I'm I actually, I've, I'm going to be choosing some American authors. I think because we've okay. been like late night, late right. 19th century British, like like pretty solid for through. a while. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Keep us um, interesting. Yes. Um. So George George MacDonald wrote a lot of um what's considered kind of the earliest fantasy children's mm. literature. Okay. Um, which, yeah, so he kind of inspired a, t- a ton, actually, of British authors. and I know um, C.S. Lewis was inspired yeah, he, by him. Like, that's yes. really where I've heard about him right. in the context of a biography right. of Lewis. Lewis, um, I mean, yeah, he was a mentor of Lewis Carroll. Um, oh. Encouraged uh-huh. Lewis Carroll to publish, uh-huh. write and publish um Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and, and mm-hmm. his poetry, I think, too. Um, Interesting. He, he, you should look up on, like, Wikipedia. There's a huge long list of authors that are all famous mm-hmm. and you would all know them. I mean, you mm-hmm. would recognize all of them, basically, who he kind of is considered to have inspired. Wow. Um, so who inspired him, I wonder? Well, that's a great question. I don't know. In per- I, don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to read more about him and it's all very kind of um i don't want to say like intellectual but it seems like there's a lot to to know and understand about his mm-hmm. works specifically mm-hmm. so this cool. the day boy and the night girl is a not one of his most famous works you may know um the princess and the goblin is yes his probably most famous mm-hmm. book um most famous children's book but mm-hmm. his he has a couple famous ones they were written for adults. They're called a fairy, a fairy as in F A E R I E romance for men and women or something or like the subtitles of them. But Lilith is one okay. of his famous ones, and then Fantasties, which is um, the one that kind mm. of C. S. Lewis read mm-hmm. it and said his like whole outlook on life had changed. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, That's what right. I've heard about. So I haven't read The Day Boy and the Night Girl, but um, I'm excited to read it. And I started I started it a little bit earlier today. I um, got my copy in the mail, and it's it's good. I think I think we're gonna like it, and it's short. Good. So yeah, good. Yeah. Well, I, I even the name makes it sound like like Jack and Charlie listened to this podcast called Circle Round, and it's all about it's like story social children but they all their stories are taken from folk tales from oh. around the world and oh. they're adapted um and i feel like the day boy and the night girl sounds okay. like a kind of folk tale name you know mm-hmm. like i could yeah. see it i don't and i don't know if it is but i'm right right i feel like the name holds promise yes yeah so. yeah and i looked up some other um 
there were other kind of fairy tales that were published around the same time. So like the blue um, fairy book, Mm. which was like the collection of fairy tales by Andrew Lang that was published Mm. in 18... 89? Yeah, that was mentioned in the book of uh, that I'm reading about C.S. Lewis okay. like yeah. as being really influential to him right. and his brother. Okay, yeah. So yeah. that's like right around the same time. And um, the Grim Fairy Tales were, you know, I mean, you know, so it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, and kind of an interesting time in yeah. children's literature and, and fantasy. And The the author of the C.S. Lewis book I'm reading, which is called The Narnian, um, that's the name of the book, he talks about fairy as an F.A. Uh-huh. E-R-Y. Okay. Or yeah. I-E or Y. <laughs> as being this like almost imaginary place. This Correct. imaginary realm yeah, that's yeah. like you can you're kind of in fairy. It's like right. this alternate universe, which seems like all of those guys are kind of They're all living in that. Yeah. Living in it, playing with it. Yeah. Right. Um, I really, 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 really wish we could read some of J. R. R. Tolkien's short stories because mm. he has well, he has a essay called on fairy stories f-a-e-r-i-e and it's Mm -hmm. um uh that kind of tells a lot about his views on what fairy is but he has yeah just such such good short stories but they're not out of copyright so well if we can encourage you for about 30 more years there we go then we can read them yeah completely i don't know what your plans are for the next 30 years i'm not (laughs) going to commit to that right now although i'm not going to rule it out (laughs) well it's like we can all read them on our own too in the meantime that's true true. so yeah that's a that's heartening actually i think doing the podcast has helped me i mean i've read the books for the podcast but i've actually like been reading more just in my i have too Really, life, which to. is awesome. I'm glad yeah. about that because, I mean, I loved reading as a kid. Mm-hmm. I still theoretically love reading, but there's always, you know, it's easier to look at an article on your phone or whatever. And right. I yeah. always don't feel good about doing that, but Mm-mm. it's harder to somehow it just feels like a little more activation energy to pick up a book. But I've read like I read the Lord Peter Whimsy novel and I'm yeah. reading this Narnian book like I'm. Yeah. You know, we're I'm listening the to this now. super good audiobook. Oh my goodness. What is it? What is it's it? probably only good for me, but it's <laughs> about the periodic table of the elements, and I love it so much. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so That's good. It's so good for you, Allie. I know. Aww. It's so good. I'm like blazing through it while I do my 1500 piece puzzle. This is what I do for my in my spare time, as I do. Yeah. 15, it's a 1500 piece puzzle of the periodic the, table. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's of like that beautiful church in the square of Moscow. That's like really mm-hmm. like Saint Saint Facilia or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. It's like the bulbous onion domes. Right, right, right. And then I'm listening to my book on the periodic table on like 1.25 speed. There mm. you go. That's your happy. Perfect. Place. That's my happy place. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. That's so nice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, that sounds. Amazing. The that. only thing that would be better is that if you and Anne were here doing the oh, puzzle yeah. with me. That would be so good. But, yeah, I feel like know. I am just now getting into, as I try to f- decide books of to read for the podcast, I'm also finding mm-hmm. other ones that I just maybe are too long for the podcast, but I want to read for myself. And I mm-hmm. feel like I'm just um, catching up with, like, 12-year-old Beth because she's read <laughs> – Oh, so much so many how more books she, than how has she read. read so much like even in college she would be like oh yeah i'm reading this book oh my goodness i know she's read so many so many things things i'm like hey beth i've like saw this you know yeah. random book do you think this would be good oh man i love that one and i love all these other ones by the same author and <laughs> <laughs> it's great 
I know. Yeah. Why isn't she doing the podcast with us? I don't know. Dad said she doesn't want anything to do with it. Probably Dad not. said she's like she's like I just always criticize readers and I don't yeah, want to criticize no, my sisters true. and I think it'll be awkward. Like, you know, I yeah, get it. That's, that's fine. She yeah. probably read all the books anyway. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> all right. Well, it was lovely talking to you as always. I'm quite looking forward to your book, The Great Day Boy and Night Girl. I can't remember which. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All yeah. Right, this was such a fun um, book and such a fun time together. Okay, yeah, I love you. Have a good day tomorrow. Thanks, you too. Bye. Bye.